This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. And welcome to this. It's the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast. The podcast about rugby doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. As always, I am joined by Phil. Hello, Philip. Hello, Jonathan. But what is important enough to get me and Phil on a cold Tuesday night down to the rugby dungeon? Well, of course, we are joined by a man fresh on the job market, Jim Mallander. Actually, no, Jim Mallander's not here and neither is Tim, who is sadly working in Virgin Radio, and we've kind of messed up. And we'll tell you all about that after we tell you about this. Follow us on Acast or subscribe to us on Apple uh, on Apple Podcasts. Yep. Follow us on Twitter, at Rugby Podcast. You can find Tim at Cocker or me, at Jay Beardmore. There's Facebook pages, there's, there's Instagram. There's all the mod cons you would expect from a, well, a modern podcast. Yeah, modern, progr- mm. progressive, forward-thinking. Forward-thinking podcast. There you go. Now, why is Tim not here? <laughs> um... He is currently recording his show, mm-hmm. uh, and we thought you'd lost your laptop lead, so we thought we were going to be unable to podcast. Yeah. Uh, I was in a separate group with you, WhatsApp group with you, where I realised you'd found your podcast, and then it never kind of filtered its way down to Tim, so I turned up, and Tim is still live on air. Yeah. Although that normally doesn't stop him from recording <laughs> podcasts. Yeah, weird that he hasn't shown up. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's... Um... It's been a tricky 24 hours. I've probably lost a very good friend in the, in the process. <laughs> I've got a friend with the IQ of a well of, of an Alsatian. <laughs> and uh, instead of actually phoning up all these bars, he decided to knock on all the doors at 8am on Sunday morning. Obviously, none of them were open, and I didn't have a laptop charger. But there you go. Hmm. So we're here. Yes. Let's get straight. Um, yeah. Let, let's get straight into it, shall we? Uh, Saracens lost. Saracens were demolished um hmm yeah i'm so here's what i take out of the saracens game mario toji and will skelton are very different men very different not that they're gonna win with mario toji but my god he was a huge loss yeah and someone like billy vanapola was an enormous loss so jackson ray is a very good player Mm. and he works well at at Club level, at normal premiership level, he's a more than capable number eight. I think he's a very good number eight, actually. He's a very good club number eight. When you step up, and this Claremont team and this Saracens team should have been much closer to international rugby than your average club game, that Claremont pack is monstrous. Yeah. And so someone like Jackson Ray is banging on a shut door. It's... Well, in my mind, it's one of those situations, and I think Bath have it with their entire squad, but do you know when you just chip away too much? You know, like you remove Billy, then you remove Mario, and before you know it, it's getting really, really hard to compete at that level. Like, you can lose one, 
But losing two just seems it's well, you, too, too much. You're losing Liam Williams. I know he wasn't there for much of... Well, he wasn't there at all last year. He's mm. not actually been there that much this season. And you lost Brad Barrett early in the game. Yeah. So Brad Barrett was massive for the defensive shape. Um, and I was... You were watching, particularly in that second half... Actually, not even just the second half. In both halves. You're watching Saracens defend. And their defensive shape and their commitment is normally brilliant. Mm. So what I mean by the commitment is they will get their line bent but it won't get broken because there'll be cover tackles coming in left, right and centre and people read where the gap is and fill across. In this, it just wasn't happening. You were seeing dog legs in the line and a half break was turned into a full break was turned into a try. Yeah, where was the line speed? Yeah. I mean, they seem to have none. Uh, I mean, I wonder if it's a case that they need more wolves, some snakes. (laughs) Something needs to to happen there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, But maybe just more nights out on the piss. Yeah, I've not heard him going out much recently. They went out in Philly. Mm-hmm. They've probably been, at, they've probably only been once one place since then. They need, they need more than that. These Saracens lads. I completely agree. Uh, do you think next week they're going to find it easier? <laughs> well, it's hard to imagine them finding it any tougher than that. All right, all right. So let me ask it a different way. Do you think it was more missing personnel, or do you think? It was more lack of team cohesion. So, the missing personnel, that's not really going to change next week. You're not going to get Liam Williams, uh, mm. Billy, and Marrow back. Yeah. It was more than just that, though. Because even... So, Saracens we've seen in the past few years, when you've taken players out of there, they are still a very good team. And their defensive alignment, their positioning, their tactical awareness is all almost as good particularly when you've got someone like Farrell who's mm. Farrell and Wigglesworth who should be controlling the game could never get a foothold because their pack could never get a foothold and the back line or the, the defensive line wasn't there so with, with all that said I don't know for next week now I think their defensive positioning and their tactical awareness will be better. Yes. So I don't think they will lose by more than 30 points. I don't think they'll concede as many. I don't think they'll lose by as many. But I can't see them winning it. I can't see them turning around such a defense, such a deficit just with uh, a bit more tactical now, a bit more commitment, a bit more line speed. So three things. Yeah. One, I believe teams like Exeter, Leinster... Glasgow, Saracens, these teams are not built overnight. They are yeah. a long and steady process. and Finely crafted over a very long period. Exactly. So Saracens might lose next week. I don't think they're going to win, let's put it that way. Yeah. But I do think that they improve. Same, same yeah. with Exeter. I mean, I think Exeter will improve next week because that's what they do. Yeah. Mind you, so might Leinster. Um, <laughs> True. So... Yeah, that that's the second thing. They they will improve. But I'm with you on this, that even if they do improve, you need that hero performance from somebody. More than just one person. Yeah. So you know, when they did it first time round, when they beat Claremont first time round, Jack Berger had uh, 90,000 tackles. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was one of the best performances by a flanker, maybe in all of European Cup history. It was monumental. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you need all your best players playing like that. Yeah. If you're losing something, it's going to be really, really difficult. So, 
the improvement that they'll show won't, won't be enough. That's where I stand. So yeah, predictions for next week. I'm I'm saying Claremont by two clear scores. So I'm saying more than Claremont by more than ten points. Claremont by seven. Hmm. I, which is so if Saracens come out with one, possibly two losing bonus points, that's actually not a bad result. Exactly. All told. Next story, because we need to just bounce through these quickly. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the SRU trying to buy Worcester Warriors. <laughs> um, interesting. Very interesting. Now, what is the purpose? What is the driver for the SRU in this? I think it's a foothold in England, is it not? Well, I don't know. That's the bit that I can't work out. So why would they want a foothold in England? I would say that the rugby watching population in Scotland just isn't big enough. So they've got their two teams and that's it. Limited places, limited scope for development. Maybe an English team is a good idea, but Worcester is not a good idea. Well, Worcester is the only available English team as far as I'm aware. Well, no, not necessarily. I mean, they could go lower down the leagues. Uh, Potentially. They did look at London Scottish for a long time. And they had that player exchange and people came in. In fact, I think Grayson Hart played at London Scottish for a little while whilst they were trying to develop him into a international scrum half. So they have looked at this before. I, I just don't get but, it. But, yeah. So, okay. the Going into the English market, it's a bigger market. It's a profitable market. Is it? Because Worcester lose three to four million pounds a year. Well, it's a profitable market for some teams. One team. One, t- one team last year. Yep. Maybe between one and three teams on average per year. Um, so, well, that's one point. If if they're looking at it as a cash cow, mm. it's not a cash cow. No, it's not. You'd be better investing in corner shops. You'd be better, <laughs> better having SRU branded corner shops yeah. th- or petrol stations or flower delivery or anything. But basically anything other than owning a professional sports team if you want, just purely want to make money. Correct. So... If it's not about making money, if it's about developing players, then I find that a little bit weird because they, they've got one good team yep. and Edinburgh aren't really there yet. So They're not... They're certainly... Certainly between Glasgow and Edinburgh, you don't have sufficient players to stock another quality professional team. Yeah, and if you're losing money as well, it, it's not... Well, it's not paying for itself. <laughs> yeah. So... Maybe the thought process is, let's get all of the guys playing outside of Scotland and throw them into one team. Luke Hamilton and whoever else it is, right? Yeah. Murray Lowe. Yeah. Is it Murray Lowe? Murray? Murray, Murray Lowe. Uh, then... Um, you know, Richie, McGuigan. Yeah, Richie Gray. Whoever, right? John Barkley playing at Scarlet's. There you go. So there is a few. Yeah. So you could probably do it. But you're still paying their salaries because you're losing money. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not like you just went out and bought Exeter. So that doesn't really stack up, stack up to me. Second thing, and this will link into our Northampton chat later, is people come to watch a team that they can identify with. You know, the best supported teams like Exeter support their team via their academy. Uh, Leicester have got huge brand identity. Yes, long-standing. You you almost know how a Leicester team should play before they actually take to the pitch. Yeah, what is the identity of this team? I mean, what are they going to keep? Worcester colours? Are they going to keep the Worcester name? Are they going well, to keep the academy? Worcester colours, Worcester blue, Scottish blue. 
parallels maybe i mean <laughs> it's, it's you, kind of clutching at straws yeah do you have to qualify i mean if you play there do, does it count as residency for the scotland team <laughs> well you could get someone living yeah that's a so living scotland scottish sovereign land yeah <laughs> uh, and also it's not going to happen so we don't need to worry about it because i don't think premier rugby will let it happen and there's also there's two levels where it can be knocked back. So one is the other owners of the Premiership clubs, and I'm not sure what the other one is. I think it's something to do with, I I think it might be European rugby actually. But also, oh, really? what about player release? That's the other thing. Well, yeah, we've already seen the the player release issue rear its head as we spoke about with Falatau uh, over the weekend. Mm. So yeah, it's a strange one that not going to happen. But just, it's a very interesting story. Just having mentioned Falatau. Just one of the other stories that came out today Uh-oh. was Falatau is out of the Six Nations. Oh. Well, that's officially Wales going to be garbage then. Wales are going to be absolute garbage, huh? Yeah, so probably no North, no Falatau, no JD, no Warburton, no Reese Webb. Huh. Well, they could play with Reese Webb, but. Yeah, Reese Webb still qualifies. He, he is still he's still eligible and still available until next season. But, you know, what's the point? Yeah, exactly. I, I guess the point is now. Because we're going to get so thoroughly hammered, <laughs> you play him anyway because you can't play in the future. So just save Gareth Davis for you know when they have a full squad. Yeah, maybe. Uh, and finally, finally, the big one. The reason why we're really here because none of those other stories, well, maybe the Saracens, but none of them were really newsworthy enough for to get us together on a uh, very wet and cold Tuesday night. Yeah, Jim Allender after um, ten years. Has been fired. Yep. Now, I speculated that this might happen, but I thought it'd happen after this week, after the European Games have concluded, cause that, because that's a nice natural break. But they haven't messed about. They've got rid. They've got rid now. I mean, some people might say they have messed about because he's been in there for so long and he's been given chances for a couple of seasons. Mm. Uh, and certainly this season, they've not looked good. They're currently sitting 10th in the Aviva Premiership. Uh, and they are rock bottom of their group, having not won a game with, with, with one point, and they've conceded by more than 30 points the most points in the Champions Cup Impressive. to date. Which includes a, uh, your beloved uh, Benetton, who are in a group with Scarlet's uh, Pro, Pro 12 champions, Bath and Toulon. By the way, they pushed Toulon right to the end. Uh, they they should have beaten uh, Scarlet. Should have as beaten well. too, too long. No, too yeah. Um, is this the right move? First question. So, this season, there's probably been about three points, maybe more. There's been at least three points where I've said, right, that's it. Enough is. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Enough, Melinda has to go. And then on a couple of those occasions, he's backed it up with a good performance the following week. I think back to the start of the season when he got truly hammered by uh, Saracens, but then actually looked good for a couple of games, looked like they could string a pass together, looked like yep. they knew what they were doing. But with all told, with everything we just run through, I think it is right. I think... So, Malinda, in his 10 years, if you count all of the the points won in the Premiership over that 10 year period and this is kindly something that uh, Russ Petty has done on Twitter Northampton where do they finish of the 15 teams who've played in the Premiership over that period mm. so Northampton over the last 10 years if you had a league table of the last 10 years worth of results where would they finish don't know go on any guess sixth at third oh really behind only which two teams would be better than them Saracens? Yeah. Uh, Leicester. Correct. And significantly ahead of Bath, uh, Quinns, then Wasps. Hmm. So his 10-year record is great. Um, And it culminated in uh, a premiership win in 13-14. But since then, they've dropped out of the top four and then the last two seasons have been out of the top six, or where they are now, out of the top six, which isn't good enough for Northampton. Uh, and I think they do feel a bit stale. Yeah. They feel like they've not they've not progressed in the same manner as other teams have. They've, their pack is less than the sum of it par- its parts with all the internationals, and their back line, considering how much talent they've got in it, seems to consistently misfire. And again, they don't get the best out of their talent. So, on the basis of all that, I think it probably is the right decision. Yeah. So, there are two ways that I look at it. I think Jim Mullender has gone, not because he's a bad coach. You know, like you say, 10 year statistics kind of back that up. Yeah. And I'm almost of the opinion that you should keep a coach no matter how bad it gets, providing there's no one better to replace him. Yeah. So, if you made the decision for this year to keep with him, fine. If he wants to leave at the end of the year, fine. I mean, I prefer that strategy of saying, hey, look, you're going to go at the end of the year. Um, because then they can make changes or they can go out on their terms. Yeah. And look, let's face it, you're not going to get your DOR in immediately. Because he does, because he is a good bloke, I think he's stood with bad coaches for too long. And his Intr- loyalty yeah. has, has got in the way. Because yeah. I don't believe for a second that, that he is a bad coach. People have, got, have had his criticisms. I think the problem is... Well, probably Dorian West actually. <laughs> um, without without being too too hot too too harsh about it. Um, so Dorian West, who stays in position for now, 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 now then Philip, now Dorian West, I understand is heavily linked with Newcastle. Really, to team up with Dean Richards. Interesting. You heard it here first. Um, yeah. Now whether that's going to happen, I I don't know. And after saying how loyal Jim Mallander is, I do think that the turning point was the firing of uh, Alex King. 
Yeah, it seems to all just sort of crumble. And last but not least was the composition of the squad, how they built it and how they continued to build it. Build it. So when they got successful, when they first came back into the Premiership, they spent a lot of money on young up-and-coming players. Yeah. Ever since then, ever since winning the Premiership, they have not done that. They have looked for like-for-like like replacements. So Premiership ready players from other sources on Premiership wages, which is the wrong way to do it. Whether that be you know a lad like Karen Brooks, or whether it be you know name most of the other um, uh, Hanrahan, uh, whoever it is. Yeah, it's Hanrahan, Reinach. The... Yeah. Oh, the scrum half. Scrum I mean, half. The, yeah. the scrum half position has been a revolving door, and it's one jo- of the most important. George North coming in. Mm. Yeah. So they've looked to. I mean, Rob I don't. Horn, Rob Horn coming in. I don't mind the top end signings like your marquee signings, but it's all the other bits and pieces. And between those those two things, I think that's what, that's where they've stumbled. So in the future, North, Northampton, two things from me: uh, get a coach which is less loyal. That shouldn't be hard. <laughs> but two, you've got to sign less players, promote from the academy. And if you're going to sign someone, it's going to it's got to be young for the long term, or it's got to be a severe like. A superstar. A superstar. Like their short-term deal for, um, give me his name, Victor Matfield. Perfect signing. Matfield. Or look at, um, well, two that Wasps have done for the past couple of seasons, Kirtley Beale and Charles Piertau. Yeah. Short-term signings. And Wasps' current one, Nazim Carr. Yeah, they've got Great to be short-term absolutely signings. top of their game. But you can't just bring in squad players on squad money. You just can't do it. On, yeah, on probably above squad money. And Yeah, that's the problem. So you can't fill up, fill up your team. So, yeah. So the the no the shift because Malander's gone, everyone else currently stays in position, uh, with the exception of Alan Dickens, who was promoted from attack coach to head coach or interim head coach, um, and joining Mark Hopley as defence, Dorian West as he's mentioned as Ford's coach, and Phil Dowson as assistant coach. Phil Dowson's a really interesting show. Yeah. Phil Dalton is a guy I could see them sticking with, building around for a while. Uh, Not a lot of experience. I know but nothing about the about the new head coach. Can you tell me anything about him? Because I literally... Today's the first time I've heard his name, really. <laughs> uh, what can I tell you about him? He has played at your beloved Sail Sharks. Oh, okay. Uh, a long time ago. And then most of his rugby was played at Leeds, then Saracens. And then he finished his career at Northampton. Um... Other than that, I don't know very much. It was, I couldn't, if you'd have told me who's the attack coach, or if you'd have asked me who the attack coach was. I'd say Jim Allender. I'd say, well, it's not Alex King. <laughs> do they Do they have one? Yeah. Because <laughs> no, no one seems to be doing the job. Yeah, he's probably hiding out with their defence coach somewhere. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I can't tell you much more than that, I'm afraid. Mm. Who do you think they should appoint next? Well, your point right at the start is the best one. Who's available? Mm. So Lancaster is the name doing the rounds. I struggle I'd... with that one, you know. It's the wrong move. It's the wrong move for lots and lots of people, uh, including Lancaster, including Dylan Hartley. And, oh, and, God, imagine! And including Leinster. It's, it's, it feels like everyone loses if Lancaster goes to Northampton. Yeah, so Lancaster, he's either got to be in the position he's in now, like a really good kind of confidant for... S- senior, the, yeah, yeah, senior coach. Yeah, so well-respected, but ultimately the buck doesn't stop with him. Yeah. 
or a board level position where he's in charge of everything from the from the minis and juniors all the way to the top and then a director of rugby for the seniors underneath him. Yeah. Those are the two things I can see him doing. Yeah. Uh, consultancy role. DOR, no. 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 Absolutely not. Yeah, everyone loses if Lancaster goes to DOR. Do you know what I'd love to see, finally, because it's such a rare opportunity. Northampton send their scouts out now, right? And they go far and wide to the championship. Yeah. And they watch every championship team play, and they try and work out who the most talented, best young coaches are, or just the best coach in the championship, and they go with those guys. Yeah. And it's the same way I think about players. You know, if you're going to sign the guy from the championship, you know, go for it. Get scouting down there. There's plenty, well, not plenty of talent, but there is a lot of talent, and see what you can come up with. I'll tell you another one that I'd like to see, because it would... It would add a little bit of spice to a certain fixture. Oh, oh, hang on. Oh, Richard Cockrell. Well, similar similar vein. Richard Cockrell. Who else left um, Leicester last season? Uh, Aaron Major. Major. Wow. Yeah, that would be a really good... Uh, that would be good because they want to play a certain brand of rugby. Yeah. And, you know, what I hear about Major as a coach, and, and as, a, as a bloke, actually, I have never heard anything other than glowing praise, uh, praise about Aaron Major. Yeah. From And I've interviewed... God knows how um, how many Leicester Tigers players now, and they all, to a man, love him. Now, whether the rugby stacks up, I don't know. But, yeah, go for it. I, <laughs> I think that would be brilliant. I'm sure... How the, about this? I'm sure the, <laughs> how about... Because they want to play expansive rugby. Yeah. Aaron Major. Yeah. Headman. Forwards coach. Cockrell. <laughs> Cockrell under Major. Oh. <laughs> that would add some spice to the... Uh, to everything. To, yeah. <laughs> Certainly the uh, East Midlands derby, the historical East Midlands derby, and certainly to uh, the dressing room. Oh, hi, Aaron. Hi, Richard. <laughs> uh, I think we're done, aren't we? I think that's it, yeah. I'm sure there was one other point I wanted to make about Jim Malander. Mm. But... Oh, I'll make one one point. Okay. What's going to happen to Harry Malander? Well. Was that, was that the point you wanted to make? It wasn't. It was, I'm sure there's something else that I thought of today, but I can't remember it. Oh, that yeah. You, make your point first. Harry Mullender. Yeah. His, his dad's just been sacked. What happened? Now, how did, how did it work in Bath when <laughs> that guy's dad was sacked? Uh, not well. Do you think if your star player is the son of the coach, you've just got to pray to God that the coach gets promoted to a better job outside your organisation <laughs> or else your star player's gone? Yeah. So Farrell got off lightly. Yeah. Because Andy obviously gets promoted to... England coach. England, and so, then sacked from England, but then... Not not Ireland. our problem, eh? Yeah. Ford? Mm-mm. Yeah. And you've got you to hope they get a good job, but not too good a job, because they can then take their, their yeah. prized asset with them as you, well. You want them to go to an international setup? Yeah, that's perfect, isn't it? Yeah, so Leicester, the Tigers have learnt the hard way what happens when Dad leaves. Yeah. Uh, and then Ford follows, and then comes back. Yeah. But who knows? I mean... George Ford might be playing for a, a small franchise in Texas next year. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Malander, he wants to play fullback. Yeah. I have a sneaky suspicion that a team like Sale Sharks would be interested. I think most teams would be interested. No, but I think they'd be really interested. Really, really interested. Yeah, for two reasons. Um, first of all, there is some speculation that and this is pure speculation I don't know anything this is pure speculation um, that one of the wings might 
might leave. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Also, Harry Molander is EQP. So that makes him attractive to, to, to everyone. Yeah. Lastly, I think Sale need backup at both full fullback position and also inside centre, which we absolutely know they do because they've signed Johan Janzi von Rensburg. <laughs> Ro- Rohan. Rohan Janzi von Rensburg. And it's actually said Rohan. Rohan. Yeah, Rohan. Rohan. Um, so that'd be a nice move, right? M- make more sense. What, what, what else would make sense? Uh, <laughs> I think almost any team in the Premiership. I'd, I'd, tell, you, I'd tell you who would make sense. Go on. Ba- Bath. Um... They lost to Voto, who is, a, I'm thinking, is a 12. And it, so it allows you to also play Anthony Watson on the wing, which is his best position. Hmm. I don't think he's old enough to play for Bath. And I don't think he's, I think his pedigree is too, too good. They kind of like, uh, <laughs> you know, Cardiff Blue Reserves players or <laughs> someone the Dragons aren't playing. <laughs> someone who's been so, released from a Division 2 French team. Perfect. Ideal. Sign up that guy. <laughs> uh, right, your point. Then we can wrap it up. Yeah, my point was, so in 2015 when Lancaster got sacked, Malinder was one of the names thrown into the ring. He'd just come off the back of the previous season, he'd won the Premiership, he'd finished top four that season, and along with uh, Baxter, he was oh. he was one of the names most talked about. He was, wasn't he? So what I speculated would be a diamond Malander ticket. <laughs> yeah, because of their sale days. Yeah, but they weren't interested in that one, and looks like they were right. Indeed. Yeah, there is a lesson, isn't there? Maybe a lesson to Rob Baxter here, which is, it's going fine now. You're a champion, but you know it can change quickly. Yeah, it really can do. So if you get offered the England job, take it. <laughs> take it immediately. Indeed. We are done now, aren't we? We are done. Let me get home. Right, so when you hear us next, me and Phil will have come back from our escapades in both Dublin and Belfast, back to back, although the other way around. And Tim will be here, which will be a lovely surprise for us all. I think he'll be here. He might not be here because he's got European Cup. He might not be with us in person, but he will definitely be on the end of a He'll be in line. our hearts. <laughs> and, and, it, and in a shipping container. And in a shipping container. Somewhere in Western Europe. Excellent. Well, you've been listening to the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast. Go and find us on the various social media channels. Yoddy, yoddy, yoddy. Do you know what? You know what to do. Goodbye. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.